Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. Welcome to Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. My name's Gordon Glenister, and in this edition, I'll be talking to two content creators about what it's like to be working from home and managing with young children. Now, the schools broke up earlier than the Easter holidays, uh, which meant many parents had to help with homeschooling, some of which may have never done this before. But with modern tech, it's amazing how well-adjusted children have become. But what's that like for a content creator? So I caught up with mother of three, Anthea Biggs, who specializes in lifestyle and homes, to ask her how she's managing with her children. Obviously, our world has shrunk down to our home, just like everyone else across the UK. And um, we are all here together. We have three children, Alfie, who's nine, Teddy, who's six, and Lily, who's three. So very different needs at different stages. Um, And my husband is also working from home. He owns his home business, so um, working very hard to kind of keep his team motivated. So, yeah, our days are a balance, really, of trying to get some homeschooling in, trying to keep the children feeling happy and safe and secure, and also make making sure that um, we give my husband the space that he needs to work. So there's there's a real balance there. You know, there are times when, unfortunately, the children do have to have some screen time, you know, because we all need a bit of time out. But we're finding that keeping quite a rigid structure to our days is really helping. Homeschooling, are the children uh, dialing into uh, their school or how, how is that working? So, I mean, like all of the schools up and down the country this this caught us all by surprise. We we knew it was potentially coming, but uh, I don't think any of the schools were 100% ready for remote learning. So we had this week and last week, we've had a kind of mixture of what I would probably call consolidation work, where they're not learning anything new, but what they've given us is lots and lots of resources to consolidate what they've learned so far. With Lily, she's not really doing anything. She's a preschooler and, and they learn through play. Um, and we're going to carry on doing that. You know, it's simple things like counting up and down the stairs, spotting the love for Lily on packaging and things around the house. You know, simple, really simple things with her. Um, with Teddy, it's all worksheet based because at six, they're not quite as comfortable with all of the technology, although they're probably more tech savvy than me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but then with Alfie, who's nine, they have... Um, they've been amazing actually they send us daily emails and they've said look we are actually going to stick with the children's school timetable we're going to use google classroom plus the printed material we've sent home with you and the teacher that relates to the subject that they would be having if they were at school will be online on google classroom at the time it says in their timetable so they can have instant feedback and instant support for the work that they're doing on the worksheets at home and that's been incredible has really, it really good yeah yeah uh, but, um, worked so well presumably you haven't you hadn't seen that before then so this is this is fairly new to you yeah it's new to I mean and thank goodness that kids are just so brilliant at picking this stuff up because Mm. literally we've just they've just pinged us at this email saying we're using google classroom here are all the passwords here's where to find them we'll see you at nine o'clock and they've just had to kind of, of deal with it and I actually think that for businesses um, and schools, perhaps, who have been a little bit nervous about remote learning and remote working, hopefully will realise that it, it actually can work 
wonderfully well it can be an amazing resource as a family to have that flexibility to work from home mm. um and, and maybe that they, they will be more open to incorporating it in the future going forwards where where they'd had been quite close to it before i spotted an instagram page that were offering their courses i think they were kind of activity courses for things to do in the holidays really um they were offering them at hugely discounted rate and each theme there's a different theme for each week and within the resources there are printables there are ideas of things to do um, there are tasks be it creative be them you know things from cooking to getting out in the garden so I am going to use those as a kind of jumping off point and we are going to have themed weeks going forward that's so a really good idea week, isn't it yeah I think well I just think it gives focus you know we are being bombarded with resources which is amazing but I think as a parent especially if you're working as well it can be very overwhelming um so for me this is just going to be able to dial it down give it a bit of focus not overwhelm me not overwhelm the children mm. um but also give us kind of some room to be creative so with a theme you can then kind of riff on the theme can't you you know so yeah. i think next week is is cooking so i'm going to suggest that they run their own restaurant for a day and they're going to have to come up for a name and they're going to have to find tablecloths and napkins and they're going to have to set up their restaurant then they're going to have to write a menu and then they're going to have to cook it and that i mean there's so much we can do there's endless we can even expand that into well where are you going to grow your herbs in the garden that you're going to use in your cooking and and that uh, you know just even off the top of my head you know that develops loads of different ideas and you can go off and you can um reach them at their level um yeah so that's that's what we're planning to do that sounds brilliant i think we're going to see loads more creativity we've, we've already seen it online with with TikTok and some of these uh, apps, mm. uh, the meeting apps that, I mean, Zoom, of course, has gone through the roof in terms of engagement. Oh, yeah. And, and there are and house parties. Oh, well. my, yeah. I've done house party with my boys actually last last week. We were doing some, <laughs> we were doing some little quizzes and uh, it, was, it was really cool, actually, really, really fun. Do the kids use house party as well? Um, the kids haven't used house party yet, although I think we are going to have a games night with their grandparents this week. Yeah. But we have just got off a Zoom call with the whole of Teddy's class, which you can imagine a Zoom call full of six-year-olds all shouting at the screen all at the same time was hilarious. I bet it was. <laughs> but really nice for them to see each other's faces and to catch up on what they've been doing. And you could just see the smiles. It was so worth it. Well, particularly when you've got so much doom and gloom on the TV, I think it's really important for us to be sharing some good news. And I'm, I'm imagining a lot of the kids are embracing the change, aren't they? I think so. I mean, I think that for them, they don't really have any concept of the hmm. negative side of this. As long as as parents, you take the responsibility of, of shielding them from as much or as little as you feel is right for your child so you know as far as they're concerned mummy and daddy are at home all day every day on hand for cuddles on hand for games on hand for random put the music on and dance around the kitchen so for them I think they probably will remember this as a fantastic time mm -hmm. now obviously I think it's important to also realize that not not everybody is managing this with with two parents um, and perhaps they live in smaller confined spaces um, this mm -hmm might not be such a great experience and it might create lots of stress um what advice would you give to parents that maybe not coping with this uh you know with kids running around or or, or issues and challenges yeah. they may have 
I mean, we hear a lot about the negative sides of social media, but I actually think in this scenario, it can be an absolute lifeline for anyone who's struggling. You know, reach out. There are so many people out there, groups, individuals that are there to support you and so many people that will be in the same boat as well. Mm. So it's really about finding your support network And then also, I think that sometimes we don't take credit for how much children can be, um, they can understand scenarios and also be empathetic. So sit your children down and explain to them in terms that are, that meet them where they are, you know mummy or daddy needs to have small pockets of the day where they rest. They need to have times where they're building back up their stores of energy so that they can be the best mummy or daddy for you. And it's important that you understand that for that 15 minutes, half an hour, it's your job to help mummy or daddy by playing nicely in your room or drawing me a picture or finishing off that puzzle and and have that prepped as well have a store of quiet activities Mm. you know it's okay if they end up on their screens more than you would normally like them to be make them a challenge of building something out of their lego you know build me a space station or build me your dream castle and Give them that activity for them to focus on so that you can then retreat to your own little corner of, of the house or the flat, wherever you are, mm. and just, just take your time, you mm. know. I think it's also a time when we should be trying to do different things, you know, perhaps read, look at a, a new type of film, start yeah. a musical instrument, make something yourself. Um, and uh, I think, it, it, as you rightly say, it, it, there are some positives here where families can come together. I mean, to have Daniel around all the time, I'm sure, is uh, is, is nice, you know. Um, yeah, it uh, is. It's wonderful. And it's great for the boys. They miss their dad. You know, Alfie's getting to that age where he probably connects more with a, a male figure than with me now. So to have Daniel present all day long is, is wonderful for him. In terms of your normal life of sort of influencer and content creation, I've seen you uh, doing a lot more video uh, now uh, and you've sort yes. of embraced this quite well. Um, uh, what brand collaborations have you worked with in the past that has worked particularly well? So for me, it's really been about taking stock of who I am, where I am, what my authentic, I suppose, or offline life actually looks like, Mm. and then trying to connect with brands that really fit perfectly into that, you know. Influences have been around long enough now that audiences are only connecting with those that are offering something that is truly authentic or genuine you know and uh, unfortunately uh, there are a lot of influence out there and I probably have fallen into this trap myself a little bit when I was first starting out of taking on every opportunity that was offered to you Mm. and this year I'm I'm looking for those long-term partnerships and I'm looking for those that really are authentic and for me that long-term element is is crucial you know I don't want to put something in front of my followers just once yeah because social media is too fast it's too frenetic and it's too easily forgotten in the noise Mm. but if I put the same thing in front of them five times over eight months then not only am I being more authentic, I'm also emphasising the one brand and I, I feel like it will make much bigger impact on yeah. my followers that way. Uh, that's the trend for sure. I think every, yeah. everybody would would agree with you there. Uh, it's almost like, you would I go and buy this product or service 
uh, myself, yeah. isn't it, really? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also uh, reaching out to people that I've already, you know, for example, I've got a collaboration coming up with The Sale Room, who are um, an online auction website. And what they do is they, um, they've gathered all of the provincial, I suppose, or local auction houses from around the country, and you can bid in their auctions online through the sale room app basically through the sale room website mm-hmm. and the sale room is somebody that it's a website that i've been using and uh, a place that i've been going to for probably a decade and i have hundreds of pieces in the house that i have bought from online auctions using the sale room i've searched found them using the sale room um, search tool and i've bid in the auctions and bought them so for me that was a logical person to reach out to and say yeah. you know i love your website i genuinely have used it for a long long time i would love to be able to share how brilliant this is with my followers yeah well it's perfect advocacy isn't it to be fair to be absolutely. fair absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i was also thinking during this time this is a great way to build your audience isn't it because uh, you know you've got a lot of people that wouldn't normally have this amount of time to uh, to look online um, yeah. and uh, particularly with some of the, the newer channels that we were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that um, it's important to take a measure of the vibe of the time. So I find that the more relevant my stories or my content is, so if it touches on something funny about being in lockdown or if it touches on mm. the positives or the difficulties of homeschooling and working from home and things like that, I get much more interaction with that because that's it. We're all kind of, we, my husband said it quite beautifully the other day. He said, we've all got the same problems all at the same time. Yes. So yes. if you can kind of dial into that then yeah. you then then you really start getting people's relating to your content and i think i think you were saying earlier about the groups as people that may be struggling i think generally are you finding you're reaching out to to family and friends more you've you're connecting even through through technology we are we're making more time for people um and we definitely. have a, a real sense of caring and supporting yeah agreed you know we've definitely probably spoken to some of our extended family more since lockdown than we have in the whole of 2020 and it's I hope that that remains you know I hope that we always have a um, a zoom date once a month or or whatever it may be you know I think it's it's been really lovely influence the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry so next up I spoke to dad blogger John Adams John is a stay-at-home dad and runs the award-winning blog, Dad Blog UK. So naturally, I started by asking him about the family. Well, I have the two daughters. Um, I've got uh, Izzy, who is uh, seven, and I've got Helen, who is 11. And I'm married to Jill. Uh, She works full-time. Since 2011, I've been the main carer for uh, the the kids, uh, while Jill has... Uh, been the main financial provider but of course during that time I started blogging about family life and grew it into the uh, uh, the, the sort of business that that it's become but yeah of course you asked about the family obviously we're, we're in the midst of this sort of uh, COVID-19 um, pandemic and uh, I'm feeling really uh, sorry for Helen my my 11 year old because of course she's in her final year of primary school and you know some, it's like just a, a a light switch was just flicked off two Fridays ago really that's it yeah. the end of her primary school years with no fanfare I mean yes there is online learning going on in the meantime but you know she's stuck at home she can't see her friends we're obviously hoping for transition days at the new school 
but we just don't know what's going to happen yeah i think it's this not knowing isn't it that's the biggest uh, challenge for all of us and uh, i mean the one i suppose the one positive uh, thing out of this is that we're in it together you know it's, it, there, i don't know anybody that hasn't been affected by this in some shape or form and i i, I do hope that there are some real positive you know personal connections that come out of this and a sense of humankind uh, that perhaps we may have missed a little bit before. I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, it it is fascinating how people have pulled together. And sometimes I'm a little bit wary of social media campaigns that come out, uh, you know, to sort of promote or, or show awareness of certain issues. I think sometimes they are, you know, kicked off by a well-meaning celebrity. They don't really go anywhere. Mm. But I think on this particular occasion, if you look about how social media and actually wider communications tech is being used, yeah, uh, actually we are seeing cohesive communities coming up online and actually uh, offering help. I mean, I'm a, I'm a member of a couple of Facebook groups and a WhatsApp group for people in the local area who can't get you know, prescriptions or food and that type of thing. And mm. while I haven't, I have helped, but I haven't done a great deal. But it's it's amazing all these small little things are going on. Yeah, and yeah. I think the other thing that's going to come out of this, I think the NHS is going to be absolutely untouchable in future election campaigns. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but equally, I think brands have got a real challenge because when before have you got so much of an engaged audience? And in some cases, looking to experiment, looking to to find uh, new connections and things. Um, but getting that tone of voice right is really quite important. In some cases, it's a bit scary for them. I mean, we know that a lot of influencers actually have had their campaigns put back uh, or indeed, in some cases, cancelled photo shoots. And obviously, the event industry has had a dramatic effect. Um but it is also a really good time for uh, bloggers and influencers to build their audiences. Um, I think it could be a good time for people to to, to build their audiences. Yes, uh, I mean, interestingly, I've got an interview with uh, a guy called Tony or, or Doctor Tony or Take a Go on my blog tomorrow, and he's actually said now is the time for people to use social media to connect with people. Yeah. It's not to build up audiences or to sell things, but no. to use them to drive genuine connection. From a brand perspective, from a commercial perspective, yes, I've been I've been in I mean, I'm not gonna I'm sure there are people out there who will be, you know, who won't give an honest picture. But yes, I have had campaigns put back or dropped um, I mean apart from this nobody can travel or do anything. So it's no great surprise. Of course, of course, um, yeah, yeah. Now is the time to plan now is the time to think what you're going to do after this and i know that there are a lot of brands out there who are doing just that they yeah. are planning for what's going to come at the uh, at the other end of this and people are going to have to look at their messaging and check you know this is, this is going to have quite a big pr impact i think so it is a time for for influencers to to think and plan and actually do you know what to sit there and think who would i really like to work with is my, I mean, one of the things I'm doing actually, I'm rewriting my media kit now. So, I'm reading, so there, there are jobs like that. Now, they might not earn you any money, but they're going to help you at the other end of this. Yeah, no, absolutely. But what's it been like with the with the children in terms of homeschooling? Oh my word! Right, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it has been fascinating actually. Uh, just looking on social media, there, there, because there is a generation of parents who are suddenly yes, balancing 
home working and work, whatever they do. And, and in my particular case, um, I've had to take on the majority of that burden because my wife's job, I mean, my wife's been working from home now. She's now in week three of working from home. But her job, uh, managerial, she, she spends most of her day on the phone. So she can't really oversee what the kids are doing. Now, we've been very, very lucky because I've been speaking to other parents about what um, their schools have prepared for their kids. Mm. And some kids seem to have just been sent home with an A4 folder full of paperwork. And, well, that's your lot. Really? Um, that's Yeah, some schools. That's my understanding of some schools. My daughter's school, though, has been they've got a phenomenal operation going they basically split the teaching team in three so they've got uh, some of the teachers are keeping the school going as a childcare facility for uh, key workers of course yeah yeah um then they've got a group of teachers who are online throughout the day offering help advice uh, and overseeing work that the kids are set uh, and and they're online helping the parents as well and they've got another set of teachers behind them almost who are lesson planning for the weeks ahead. So although, you know, I am involved in the homeschooling front, I think I'd have to be honest and say, actually, I'm quite fortunate in that in my case, I'm more of a teaching assistant. But <laughs> um, not that I'm saying teaching assistants don't do a valuable job, because they do. I'm a huge supporter of teaching assistants. I should, should say that. Uh, what I'm struggling with, and I can't pretend otherwise, you know, I kind of thought I might be able to sit there with my computer and when the kids were beavering away at work, I might be able to get some work done. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm having to get up at five o'clock in the morning, get a couple of hours of work done, and once... The, the, we're we're doing something replicating the school day. Yeah, yeah. So we we sort of start at nine and finishing at sort of two, three o'clock, and only then can I actually get on and, and work. Well, it's quite a lot of adjustment, isn't it, John? To be honest, because you've got people that aren't normally working from home, i.e., parents in some instances, and then you've got kids that aren't normally um, sort of working at home. They'd be they'd be playing at home, but not not necessarily. Um, you know, doing this day-to-day working. So, And also, the grandparents might, in some instances, normally be supporting. And, of course, that, in many instances, isn't possible either. You've just got to do what, what, what you've got to do in these circumstances. And I think, actually, what you said there about the grandparents, I mean, that's only part of the issue because, of course, a lot of parents would rely on childminders or oh, yes, of course, uh, yeah. nurseries, that type of thing. They're all shut. Mm. So... Um, for and of course the majority of households if it is a mum and a dad uh or mum mum dad dad whatever uh, who, who are living together normally both parents will work i mean one of them may be part-time but everyone's having to do that juggle um and i mean for us i mean my wife's having to adjust to work from home which is not something she ever normally does this is just the odd day here or there and everyone's having to make that adjustment. It, mm. And yes, stressful. Um, uh, I mean, we're lucky. We live in a relatively r- sort of rural area uh, mm. in a house. I mean, if you think about people who are, you know, having to live on the you know, 12th story block in a city area where they haven't really got any green space to get to. I mean, it's, well, I, I, I feel for them. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you about that, to be honest, is, is how do you think you know we we know that some people are coping quite well with it and using it as a bit of an adventure and a different experience uh, sadly there'll be others that have got financial worries even dare i say domestic 
uh, issues uh, that are that they're having to confront with because of being in confined space, anxiety issues. I mean, what sort of what sort of uh, advice would you give to parents um, that are, and particularly influencer parents, because mm-hmm. obviously this is what this show is all about. Is is how um, what advice would you give to them? Right, do not be afraid of reaching out. Uh, for help there is a government campaign i don't know if it's still going but it was going until recently um uh, look at the hashtag see it differently there's uh, a couple of charities back to that campaign and they were offering uh a free uh 45 minute consultation uh with someone and the whole point of that campaign was to the timing was superb actually but it, it was about basically taking the sting out of the tail of people who have domestic disagreements, because we all do it. Mm. But it it was a case of, you know, just being aware that your children actually see what is going on. Of course. And maybe you're in a relationship where that's a bit of a problem Mm. and maybe could get a bit of help with that. I would also draw, I would also point you in the direction of, um, there's a guy called Mark Williams. If you follow, if you look on uh, most social media channels, he's, uh fmh mark williams now his speciality is dealing with father's mental health but he is incredibly well connected in that field okay go so, check him out on twitter okay. if you have got any issues ask him he will point you in the right direction um, there's someone else on Twitter, Sue Atkins. I saw her tweeting out various helpline numbers the other day. Uh, and she's great for dealing. She's got all sorts of tips and help for people who yeah. are struggling in a family perspective because she's a parenting specialist. That's good. That's great advice. And I think, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but there, as you said, there are these these Facebook groups. Um, I'm, I'm actually in a WhatsApp group about um, for uh, company bosses, limited company bosses, because mm-hmm. obviously there is there is issues with the government bailout. And what I've found really interesting in that is all the various comments and support for each other. Oh, right, thanks. You know, I applied for that and that didn't happen and that's really helpful. So there is a real sense of, of support and, 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 and guidance there amongst within the group. Uh, now we're looking at uh, putting a little video together on one of the suggestions that I made, which was, which was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, good, good. I mean, so what about new stuff, new ideas and stuff? Have you, have you been able to um, experiment on anything new? Uh, one thing I have been doing sort of, uh, sort of influencer-wise is I have been shooting IGTV videos um, just sort of explaining you know, what we're actually going through, what we're experiencing. Um, it's about time I did another one, actually. Um, so I've been doing that since the Friday before last when the, the kids' school broke up. Um, IGTV is something I've used in the past, but not a great deal. So I'm, I'm putting more videos on there and I'm getting some some great feedback actually um something i've always uh, something i'm pushing a lot at the minute is actually my tiktok account um, (laughs) which uh, for a uh man in his early 40s who doesn't dance i think it's fair to say i'm actually getting some quite good engagement some quite good successes in some of my tiktok videos so that's a bit of a new thing but the other thing i'm doing to sort of bring this back down to earth we're doing what a lot of other people are doing. We're sort of socialising with friends online. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We had yeah. online drinks on Saturday. We're doing an online dinner party tomorrow night with the kids. There, I 
admit this because one of the subjects I write about a lot and write about passionately is online safety. But we've upped the screen time that they're allowed, um, but basically we are pushing them towards you know, using the, the various uh, messaging apps so that they are keeping in touch mm. with their friends. Obviously, you have to keep on top of what they're doing, Yeah. Um, but that that's absolutely vital. Yeah. Otherwise, those friendships are going to you know, fizzle I out. And I, I mean, I know I'm going out of my way to try and keep in touch with my, my mother's uh, in her 70s, so she's in one of the at-risk groups. So she's, I mean, they live out in rural Oxfordshire, so um, they're not seeing anyone at all. Uh, so I'm making sure that I'm keeping in touch with her you know, kind of, uh, every day. Uh, and yes, structure as well, it is important. Uh, and what I'm trying to do with the kids is follow as close as I can to the school day. Uh, I mean, I could, you know, if they, if they have five and a half months and then go back to school without having had a structured day, I think that would be a nightmare. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like not being so bothered about how much work they're doing, but just making sure that you know they're actually uh, following a following a structure influence the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry so that's it for another edition of influence please make sure you subscribe and listen to some of the other episodes you can find them on my website gordonglenster.com or the bcma branded content marketing website too always happy to find out about um, topics and guests that you'd like to hear about just drop me a line gordon at gordonglenster.com So until next time, it's bye from me.